Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 41, featuring a recap of our Halloween 2020. We had a Halloween marathon, our yearly Halloween marathon. We will tell you all about it. Uh, It is November 8th at the time of recording this. We are a little bit late on our recap, but I hope you guys enjoy it anyway. Halloween is an all-year-round thing for... Uh, horror movie fans so it's still fitting uh, i am one half of your hosting duo podcasting out of southwest pa and joining me tonight also podcasting out of southwest pa is carly what's going on not too much not too much um yeah halloween is now over but uh I didn't get the blues as I typically do when it ended, so I was kind of happy about that. I feel like I accepted the fact that it is November and we can move forward from here. I had a pretty good October. How yeah, about you? plus it's Italian Horror Month, so... I had a pretty good October. How about you? Uh, it was a good October. I think I ended up with 61 horror watches in October. Uh, that was pretty cool. I think that's... Uh, honestly like i always shoot for that but i think i don't know if i've ever hit 61 before so i was pretty happy about that pretty much you know averaging two films a day Uh, of course the marathon really padded um the 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 run there at the end because i think we watched six movies that night um but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty cool it's I, i don't i really have the october blues um going right into Italian Horror Month, in an Italian Horror Month that I'm pretty excited for, um, so, uh, we have a good list of shows on 22 Shots lined up, and good guest hosts and stuff like that, so, pretty, pretty good with that, and then, also, it's not, like, blistering cold and snowy yet, so, I'm not too bummed about, you know, that, that, usually that kind of brings my mood down a little bit, I am enjoying it getting dark really early, I know you hate yeah, I hate it. Um, <coughs> oh, oh, God bless. Oh, um, hope that's not the COVID. It's the bed. Uh, but, yeah, no, I am not a big fan of the darkness early, to be honest. I just hate when it's 5 p.m. and I start getting that feeling like, oh, my God, the day is over. And then it's like, no, it's not. It's 5 p.m. But it still feels like I should be home, like the day has ended and I need to go to bed or something. And I hate having that feeling lingering all the time. I know you don't really feel that because you just go to sleep whenever the hell you want anyway, but, uh... Well, I went to Aldi earlier. It was, I what was it, like, six? It was, like, five or six. It, it, yeah. No, it was 5.44 when I left the house. And it was, like, pitch black, like, super dark. And I was like, I love this. This is awesome. Like, to me, it feels great like i love the darkness i always have my whole life it's it's cool but you know what's funny about me liking the darkness is in my house i always have mad lights on so it's never really dark in the house well if you lived with me there would be mad lights off (laughs) no buddy (laughs) i'm very big on like not wasting electric stuff like, I went over to my mom's today, and every time I go over there, she has the TV on, and I could tell she wants to, like, leave it on before she leaves because of the cast or something, but she just looks at me, and she's like, oh, I guess I better turn this off, huh? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> turn it off. We're not home. 
Yeah, I, I like the, uh, the I, I like it being bright in the house, but um, I don't like it outside. Uh, right. it, it's weird. I, I don't know. Um, I love driving in the in in the like winter time darkness, like cause it's like extra black to me. And I like that. Uh, but, you know, minus the deer and all that crazy stuff. But I just like the feeling of it. Like, I went into Aldi. I went and got the stuff that I needed. I left. And it was nice and dark and cool outside. It wasn't cold. I didn't even have a hoodie on. I like that. It was, it was dope. Um, but I know you... you certain, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm in the minority on that. I think most people don't like the darkness. But I do. It's depressing. Like, the sun actually causes you to not be as depressed and the darkness like does See, I don't know about that because like I feel most comfortable when it like some like when it's like morning like the morning sun gives like makes me depressed and it's like gives me a headache it uh, I mean I can kind of re- I just I more so hate if I wake up too early and I can hear birds chirping and I can see the sun kind of peeking in that's just miserable to me but it's not like depressing I, I actually like morning if I was awake more during the, I mean I usually wake up early but I lay in my bed and just screw off for like a few hours when I do that I'm never actually up and doing things in the morning but I always want to be because sometimes I feel like oh wow I have the whole day ahead of me but that is how I feel about the weather and the darkness not a big fan don't like this time of year I hope I, I have a feeling the winter is going to be hard this year but who knows yeah see I uh I think that, like, I, I wake up, I woke up at 3 today, p.m., got some good sleeps in, <laughs> and then, um, I watched a little bit of football, and then ran to Aldi, and it was, uh, it was nice, I, I enjoyed, I enjoy the, see, I don't, when I wake up at 3 p.m., I don't feel like the day's all, almost over, you know, like, I feel like I have a whole day ahead of me. Yeah, I would never feel that way. <laughs> Um, but, but it's because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't work until three usually, so it's, my internal clock is on that time zone. Like, to me, the morning is 3 p.m. Or, well, more like 1 p.m. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then the evening is like midnight. Like, I get <laughs> home and it's like, oh, it's like 4 or 5 o'clock p.m. That's what it feels like. And then, See, I just what? <laughs> I don't know if I would like. I kind of I want to take like a job where I work the same shift as you, just as an experiment to see if I pull the same stuff that you, you do. You wouldn't be I able just... to handle it because you would try to you would try to stick to your normal life schedule, and then you would be miserable all the time because you'd be always tired or overslept or you know. Well, like I just want to, like that's what I'm saying. I wanted to see if I would become you or if I would stick to that schedule cuz I don't know. I feel like even if I just feel like I'm naturally tired at night and then I naturally kind of wake up early no matter what, like even on the weekends. It, it's so. kind of weird because I've been staying up late my whole entire life. Like yeah. even when I had a like a 7 to 3 job or I think it was like more 8 to 4. I would stay up till midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Sometimes I'd stay up the whole night and go to work and be miserable. Um, But even when I was in high school, 
3, 4 a.m. every night, you know? And then uh, elementary school, I'd say I had more of a... I would usually go to bed at, like, midnight or 1 a.m., usually. But I've always been... In the summers, dude, my whole life in the summers, I would stay up till, like, 6 a.m. and then sleep till, like, 6 p.m. Like, I sometimes even later. Like, Shannon was the same way. Uh, my cousin, you know her. Like, I, we would just stay up all night and then sleep all day. Like, I did that most of my life. So, it's kind of natural for me to want to be up late. But I'll tell you this. Working this schedule, I'm almost never tired. Like, you know that feeling whenever you go to work? Uh, let's say you're working at 7 a.m. So, you got to get up at, like, 5.45, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then you work five days in a row at 7 a.m. Usually by like Thursday or Friday, you you have one of those days where you come home and like want to fall right to sleep. Like you're just so tired and you just you, you're just miserable and and you like at least I did. I would come home and go to sleep. You know. Yeah. Um, you like it, I've probably had like three of those feelings in the last nine months. Yeah, I'm never tired because I feel like I always get enough sleep. Even even when I'm, even when I only get like five four hours of sleep or something like that. Like let's say I stay up till like nine a.m. and then wake up at one p.m. I still don't feel dead inside like I do when it's the other when it's in the morning. It's so weird and I don't know why. Yeah, like, that's... if if it was up to me, I would love to keep this schedule my whole life. But I it's. The stuff you sacrifice is unfortunate. Like, I'm so much better when I don't have to wake up early in the morning. But at the same time, it makes hanging out with people really difficult and also, like, kind of sucky. Like, if if I had the weekends off every time, it would be better. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't go anywhere after work. Right. Schedule. Especially right now. Yeah. So it's like even during regular times, it's like you wouldn't be able to go to the moves. And we love going to the moves. And just can't really go out to eat with your friends because all the restaurants are closed. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Because I kind of, like, I kind of feel like I would probably benefit more from that schedule because I literally want to cry every morning when I wake up. I hate waking up. Especially knowing that I have to go to work and, like, sit there for eight hours. Like, I hate that feeling. So I feel like I would probably benefit. But I also like to have time at the end of the day to do stuff. So. Yeah. All in all, I just don't want to work. I feel you. Um, Anything exciting go on this week? Uh, well, um, I went bowling on Friday. I got three strikes in a row. It was so cool. And, uh, so that was fun. Cosmic bowling. Um, then yesterday... I think I did I, that one time. Cosmic bowling? Yeah. I, I used to do that. That was, like, the thing to do back in high school. I used to have all my birthdays. You there. know what ours was? The thing to do? Like, more middle school, I guess. The thing to do in high school was to, like, do a party. <laughs> but middle school, uh, was DeVito Park. Skate Park. Uh, it was roller skating. Oh, yeah, we had, that was another, see, that was actually, that was more of our middle school thing to do, but high school, we did it a little bit in high school too, went roller skating, it was in, uh, 
Denora. I think it's still open. There's a roller skating rink over there. So I did that quite a bit back then. Yeah. Roller skating's scary. I hate. Like I I, it's done so that fun. In so long. Yeah. Um, what did you did you use the inline skates or the four like um, well skates? I love to use the inline skates. Uh, we call them rollerblades. Oh yeah. Um, I love those, but I didn't always have them because my feet was growing. So like, I, you like that? It's kind of dangerous to buy roller blades whenever you're like growing still. You know what I mean? Because like in like a year, your eighty dollar roller blades or whatever, hundred dollar roller blades don't fit you anymore. Oh, well, um, I didn't buy them. I just rented them at the place. See, they they didn't have. You couldn't rent roller blades. You can only rent oh, the skates. Yeah, this skating rink. It was like just like bowling where you get they just give you shoes at bowling that's how it was at, yeah at they would do that with skates though not blades oh no oh, oh weird. yeah they, they only had, had skates I see. um and then they had ice skating in the other side mm. so i'm not that good at ice skating i i only did it like two or three times and i couldn't figure it out i i was a natural with roller blades mm-hmm. like and roller skates like i got pretty used to them really fast uh and it was, it was really fun. Uh, I loved, I loved to rollerblade and roller skate. And then, in the winter time or in the summertime, they would let the ice out of the 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 ice rink, and then they would let you skateboard on it. And you, they would have rails and kickers and stuff like that. So that was really fun. That I, I had a lot of my first like, um, like kisses and stuff like that at that place. I see. Can't relate. Um, is that place still open? <laughs> uh, it was. Yeah, I think it is, or it was. I don't know about now, this year, but my cousin was going last year. But yeah, they when I was um in like middle school, they did a uh overnight thing. It would be like the last Friday of every month, and you you could go there at 6 p.m. and it ended at 6 a.m. and uh like you could like smoke cigarettes and and uh some people had drugs and stuff like that and they were like teens you know (laughs) right um and you know you would try like you would go there to like hook up with like other teen girls you know um maybe not like hook up but you know like kiss make out with them and and touch a boob and stuff like that I would just go to skate, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine that you did that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah. I had a friend who, um, showed, there was a guy who was working there, and, uh, he offered her a free pass to show her boobs to him, and she did, and got a free pass. <laughs> Gross, buddy. <Gross>. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I don't think she ever got to use the free pass, too, because they kept canceling the overnight thing or she wasn't available to go, but... Oh. uh, Because they expire. Anyway. So... They should set more movies in bowling alleys and and, uh, and skating Yeah, that would be cool. I know gutter balls. Mm. Um, There's a scene in Cabin Fever, kind of. And then there's what was that? There, there is one, a slasher set in a skate rink. Skate rink. I forget what I it's called. I don't know. I think there might be a couple, but I can't remember. Ah, mm. uh, so 
anything exciting? Oh, so you went bowling. Yeah, I went Is bowling. Is Cosmic bowling at night with, like, glowy balls? It's not like... It, yeah, they have... It's, like, all dark, and they play really trash, like, dance music from the 2000s, and, uh... Like, like Soldier Boy. <laughs> like, 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 Crank That? Yeah. Oh, God. Soldier Boy, tell. And, like, uh, they were... I don't know if it was, like, if people were requesting these or what, but, like, the kids next to us were, like, dancing to every song, and the one kid, like, knew every word to every what's, song. What's and another we were, song? Like, the Cupid's Shuffle and the Macarena and the freaking what else, uh... But I think those are 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah, though, no, no, I'm trying to think of other recent... Oh, out of nowhere, they played Zombie. Cranberries? Yeah, it was oh, so random, and then they went back to, like rap music and stuff like that but um there's a few okay Did songs they have but yeah song it's like, that's like show you got low 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 nobody apple bottom jeans that reminds me of middle school um reminds me of high school right it would uh but yeah it's like dark lights and uh the balls aren't well the, some of the balls are glowy it depends on what color they are you know it's one of those it's like that light where if you're wearing like white clothes and light clothing that it's gonna make it glow yeah kind it's, of, so. it's like um neon I what, uh yeah like black light yeah black light that's what it is so yeah it's fun um it was like un, it's like unlimited too until they close which they close like midnight and we got there at seven and me and my friend paid like to just bowl two times but then the cosmic bowling started and another friend came so we ended up paying again for the unlimited which she actually paid for me because she was like she was like listen if uh so and so shows up then i'll just pay and we can all bowl and i was like that's very nice of you Hmm. but uh so we did that thanks for the invite buddy you were recording a pod buddy it was Mm. friday night friday night pod night um but you're welcome and then day after that i kind of did some christmas shopping kind of but completely failed because like going out and christmas shopping is just a pain in the butt and i'm just gonna start ordering everything online like a hermit Mm. i've decided because it sucks if i found something and then today I babysitted my cousin's baby Baby's for sad, like babysat. Babysat my cousin's. No, I feel dumb. Uh, I babysat. Well, you my should cousin. feel dumb if I'm the one that's cor- correcting your English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, babysat uh, my cousin's baby. It was me and my mom. We went over there to visit, and they wanted to go to Walmart today. So my mom's like, oh well were you gonna take the baby and they were like yeah and then she was like well we can just like watch her because she was like being really good and playful and she was like insisting and i was like yeah i want to watch her that's a good idea so they leave and first of all i knew this was gonna happen i knew it wasn't gonna be they were gonna leave and come right back like they were gone for like three hours and um the baby immediately started just bawling as soon as they left and she just kept crying and crying and then she would fall asleep and then she would lift her head up all of a sudden and realize remember that she was angry and just cry more and it it was horrible there's something like something's like the matter with her i think with her like she has some flappy throat problem or something they have to get checked out so i think she's like having get like she's always hiccuping and then you go to feed her her formula and she sucks it down like she's starving to death and then she like can't breathe while she's doing it it's just it's just a mess but 
it was funny because when they as soon as they like pulled back in she like fell asleep so they came in and they're like so how was everything and i was like hell yeah i was like she cried literally the whole time you were gone and my cousin's like yeah she does that to us too whenever we have people over though she acts all normal and then as soon as you leave the place she's crying again but i love her i like babies i'm not gonna lie i am a fan of babies i've come to find and i do have the magic touch because i am good at calming them down this one's nice. a little bit challenging, but it, it was fine. So, and now I'm here recording a pod with you. Okay. Um, I can't really. I don't. My my week is a blank besides 22 shots. Uh, I think I just watched moves. Oh, I made some different foods and stuff like that. I made a bacon wrapped meatloaf that turned out really good. Um, I made a pork chop cream like alfredo spinach mushroom dish that was really good um i made chicken parmesan that turned out decent um did i send you any other pictures of stuff that i made well you you didn't send me a pic but you made that beef stew oh yeah i made beef stew that turned out really good yeah that was that was that was a lot of beef stew i'm burnt out on beef stew yeah for sure I had three massive bowls of beef stew in like two days. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make patty melts tomorrow. What's that? What's that noise? It is the siren buddy. Tell me more about your patty melts. melts. Uh, <laughs> a patty melt? Yes. It's like a um it's it's basically a cheeseburger but with like bread. It's like a cheese it's like a grilled cheese cheeseburger essentially. Sounds good. Yeah. I got this cheddar cheese from Aldi that looks pretty good. So normally I go with like American, but this is like a, a, a smooth white cheddar. Try that out. Yes, you are a chef. I cook decent. I think I cook decent. I just get... The problem with me is, like, I always, you know, it's so much cheaper to buy ingredients that in bulk, right? Like, you can't really buy one pork chop, right? So you buy four. But the problem is, is if it's only me eating, then I get burnt out by, like, the third one, you know? Like, <laughs> so it... I don't like leftovers. I'm not a huge fan of leftovers. Like, I made pork chops last night. Just just regular pork chops, nothing special. Um, and uh, I actually ate pork chops and egg whites. Um, and I ate two of them, and they were really good. And then I had two left over that I ate a little bit ago today. And I was just like, by, by the fourth, you know, the fourth total one, you know, I, I ate two of them. I was just like, they were like grossing me out. Just like, ugh. plus, no food ever tastes good after you put it in the fridge and eat it the next day. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I'm not a big fan of eating. Honestly, that meatloaf was probably the best leftover food out of all the stuff that I made recently. Yeah, dude, I agree. I don't really like leftovers too much. I, I just get grossed out. Even if it's, you know, just one day afterwards, I just feel like it's old food at that point. And yeah. 
I have that problem too. Like, uh, you know, I buy all these chicken and the thing is for me, since I live alone too, I don't make, I really don't make any sides. So it's like, Same. I'll just eat like two and a half chickens for right, dinner. Exactly. Yeah. I need to get more on sides because like that would help me a little bit. But yeah. I save so much money when I cook my own food. It's insane. Like, I'm so sick of eating out and like getting food after work. But it's so much more convenient. But I save, I have saved like hundreds of dollars a month by cooking my own food. I mean, I, I, I say that like it's like some mysterious thing, but everybody in the world knows that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but guys, you should try this. Instead of spending $10 on Taco Bell after work, if you just bought food for the month and cooked your own meals, you would save money. Like, yeah, everybody knows that. Um, yeah. I'm, I, my thing also is like with cooking is I hate when I have like leftover recipe stuff like I, that, that Alfredo stuff I made I have a whole kid carton of heavy cream left and I'm like I don't know what to do with this what do you use heavy cream for mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, so I gotta figure that out and then or else I just waste it you know I have, a, I, I have like about a month and a half I think um, and then I, I, like, it's weird. I get, like, really in the mood for something and then, like, get grossed out by it. Like, uh, for a while there, I, like, a couple months ago, I was, like, heavy into egg whites. Like, I would eat egg whites, like, every day. Um, and then I bought a container of egg whites and I let, and I didn't open it. And it just went bad and I threw it away. And now I bought another one and I'm, like, into it and I almost used the whole container. And I, I'm, like, I, I bought the small one, and I'm like, I wish I would have bought the big one, because I'm really into these now. I'm big fan. I, I love egg whites, but then I get burned out. That's how I feel like when I'm looking up new recipes, I'm like, oh, this looks so good, and then I think about it all week, and then I buy the ingredients to finally make it, and then I don't feel like eating it. Right. So, that is, that is Cooking 101 with JPEG and Carly. Carl. Right. Besides that, didn't do anything too special. Um, so I guess should we get into the stuff that we watched? Yes, we shall. So technically, it would be my week for the because um, I'm a week behind for the blind spot. So you go first. Also, what was the last thing that I watched? Um. Wait, is it real? Are you sure it's your week? I thought it was. I thought you. It would be. It my week was last week, but we postponed it. Oh, okay. Um, the last thing that I have that you watched was Halloween 2009. Halloween 2, that is. Okay, so. Um, I guess that. Well, you know what? Um, I'll go first since technically, yeah, it is your technical week. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I reviewed was Halloween what? Halloween 2 and like Halloween, Rob Zombie's 2 Halloween. Do you know what's weird? I don't remember recording last week's episode. Well, we did it right after we made all that food at like 2 a.m. Oh, so we did it. Okay, yeah. (laughs) On Friday. Okay. Um, Okay, so Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. We did come play, right? Yeah, that was our feature. 
again. Okay, so after I left your house, I went home and I watched Halloween, 1978. Uh, no, you didn't. We watched it. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, yeah, we like half watched it. We didn't watch it like super hardcore, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a classic. I mean, it's, it's one of the best, right? I, I for for once this year, I got my 31 days of horror all finished up and had time to actually watch the Halloween movies. Because as you know, I think I reviewed the Halloween films in the first or second year of 31 days that I did. So obviously, I can't watch them and review them. But for the first time ever in like, I no, for the first time ever, I finished early. <laughs> like I recorded all the videos like by the 29th, I think. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Oh, you didn't even give me props for finishing 31 Days of Horror. I forgot because I was going to at the beginning of the ep, but I think you changed the subject or something. I did. I did all 31 days, and I did. 16 days before that so what's that like 47 days yeah wait yeah yeah good Pretty job buddy impressive. 47 days straight yeah you did it good job yep problem <sighs> next year i'm pre-recording so i could completely enjoy my halloween but you d- dude i don't know if you realize this the only two days you the only two years you succeeded on were years where you didn't pre-record you know? It, it, I have never pre-recorded before. <laughs> I thought you pre-record... I yeah, pre- you, pre-record yeah, you have, a couple. Yeah, buddy, what? I pre-record a couple. Now, like, last year was the dumbest one, because you're, like, you're, like, pre-recording, and then you're all, like, Halloween, or 31 Days of Horror bonus review. And then you didn't even finish <laughs> the 31 Days of Horror, the regular, so why wouldn't that have been... No, I swear you pre-recorded, because then that one year you were all stressed out and having a bad year, and then you are like, I'm never going to be able to do it, and then you did it, and you finished the whole thing, and then it's like other years when you have time is when you fail. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, so Halloween is a great movie. Uh, I don't think there's too much to say about it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, then I went home, and I watched Halloween 2, 1981. The original sequel. Uh, isn't it weird that there's three Halloween twos, but there's only two Halloween ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't that weird? It's also it's like there's three Halloween twos, but there's three movies called Halloween, but the one called Halloween is actually Halloween, two. a Halloween sequel. Yeah, but it should be called Halloween two. But if it was called Halloween two, that would not make sense either. So it's stupid. So, Halloween 2, 1981, uh, we were talking about this one, and I sent you a video of me watching it, and what, and what, what, what was it? What was the video of me watching it? Uh, it was horrible. It, to- it was like a ruined version of the best line of the move, or some of the best dialogue of the move, rather. It was um, Dr. Loomis, he's like, I shot him six times! And then he goes to the neighbor and he's like, what's going on out here? And then Loomis is all like, what does Loomis say? Like, call the police! And then he just runs away. Yeah. I think. That's how it went down. Yeah. I don't know why they cut out, like, the other stuff. Like, what's the point of cutting that out? Yeah. That was like an icon. It's just an iconic line that yeah. was cut I out love that line. 
He's like, yeah. What's going on out here? <laughs> and, and, and I've been trick or treated to death tonight. I've been trick or treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. <laughs> and then the music kicks in. Yeah, the music. I love the it. That's my favorite scene in Halloween too. I think. Yeah. It's right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, the reason that you heard a different line is because, first of all, I popped in the Blu-ray. I have the nice 15-disc box set from uh, Screen Factory, which was covered in dust, by the way, because I took it off the shelf for four years. Uh, I uh, went and, and popped it in, and then I'm like, man, I remember this transfer looking much better. <laughs> but I thought I was watching it in, in, on a different TV, too, so I didn't really pay it in mind. And then that line happens, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then I was like, wait, isn't the TV cut also in this case? And I looked, and sure enough, I popped in the DVD of the TV cut, because the TV cut's only on DVD. You're saying it was a DVD edit? That's funny. Yeah, so I watched it. I, I was too lazy to get up and take it out, so I watched Halloween without Halloween 2 without any of the gore and stuff. Um, and it also has a different ending. I don't know if you know that or not. Yes, I do know that. I've seen it on TV before, and I've seen that ending. Mm-hmm. But it is where they have both lived at the end. Yep. And that uh, moron did not crack his head open. And the then I watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982. Of course, two more days till Halloween. 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 Two more days till Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, which is London Bridge, essentially. Yeah. Um, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982. It's a personal favorite of mine. It's it's a close film to my heart, because this is the first Halloween i ever seen. Damn. Yep. And, in fact, I used to watch it all the time. I lived in an apartment complex, and the neighbor, like, up above me became friends with my mother and their name was doc and Lori. it was a dude it was an older dude and an older woman and they had an entire wall full of vhs tapes and it was like my own personal rental store so i would go up there and pick a tape and i would they would let me borrow it and then i would watch it and it was funny because my mom like you know she didn't really care about anything so like i would like finish a tape at like three in the morning and then go knock on their door and wake them up to pick a new tape dude i would kill you <laughs> but they really didn't be... ca- they didn't really they weren't really mean about it oh, they like dude i hate kids so much i hate other people's kids i love my own blood but i would hate i just picture your annoying ass coming up to my door and knocking at 3 a.m yeah i'd be so calling the cops i used to rent halloween 3 from them all the time and in fact i watched it so much that whenever i watched like any of the other halloweens i hated them i was just like oh it's stupid this michael myers thing is stupid it's just jason but not as good all right yep. and uh, it wasn't until i was probably 16 that i actually appreciated the first halloween see for me it was quite the opposite my mom would always be like well, yeah, just don't watch Halloween 3, it's stupid. They don't even have Michael Myers in it. And I remember being a kid and being like, do, well, do they have, like, Dr. Loomis in it? And she's like, no, none of them are in it. And I was like, well, that's stupid. And then I never watched it until I was, like, older. Well, it, it would be on TV every once in a while, and I would catch bits and pieces, but it wasn't until, like, 
in recent time that I watched it all the way through, and, uh, I can't say I'm, like, a huge fan of it. I mean, I, I do like it and appreciate it, and I think it has a great Halloween atmosphere, but it still hasn't, like, grown as it has for other people. I, I think guess. that... So, I feel the, like I like, I love the beginning part. What? Uh, you were cutting out. Um, oh. I love... I love like my one of my favorite parts is the end actually. Stop it! What does he say? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Gotta turn it off. Stupid. Gotta turn it off. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It, but but like, I think the movies like some people love it and then they're like I feel like they're a little biased on it and like think that it's like an amazing movie. It's really not. Like. Yeah. The plot is stupid. It really is. And. <laughs> Like, the, this guy's master plan is to basically take Stonehenge and, like, use the, the Celtic powers of it to, like, melt these kids' heads off all across the world with this little patch, this little tag that's on the, the mask. What well, what if, like, most people take those tags off? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, all those, nobody would still be rocking the tag. Yeah. So, his plan was flawed. Yeah. Um, but I love the Silver Shamrock thing. I love the, uh, what, like the, um, town has a good Halloween atmosphere. One of my favorite scenes is them, like, trick-or-treating all across the country. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Um, there's really, like, one great moment in it with the, the kids head melting and like the bugs and snakes it, i remember when i was a kid i just didn't understand i didn't understand the plot at all i just knew that that kid's head melted from that mask and it was scary <laughs> um but yeah so yeah good movie i really like dr chalice um we met him tommy motherfucking atkins the, d did. the man uh, yeah really cool dude uh so yeah after that i went to sleep uh, then we had our Halloween marathon, which I watched all of those moves. And then I went home and I decided to hop on board with Italian Horhair Month. And I watched Suspiria on 4K. Cool. Yeah. Very um, cool. Pro it might be my new favorite 4K release. Not gonna lie. Damn, okay. And it... I used to, like, have issues with the movie. I just thought it was, like, nothing special because it's, like, okay, it's pretty to look at, but, like, the story is, like, kind of basic. Um, but I don't know. I've completely fallen in love with it. It's just, I love the way the music is. I love the whispers that are in the score. Uh, I love how creepy, like, <laughs> like, I heard somebody say it one time. I don't, I don't know where, it was in a documentary or something like that and it shows the scene oh yeah i think it's in 100 scary scariest movie moments and um i think it's eli roth who says it where he's like you know dario argento managed to make a girl walking through a bus station like horrifying <laughs> yeah because at the beginning of the movie Susie bannon's like walking through the bus station it's like pouring down rain she gets in the cab and stuff but that music playing is so unsettling and i think the the opening of this film is like genius just like all the like the the mur the murder is like iconic with the hanging the hanging and then 
also like just the rain and like the even like it, the the camera like in the woods with all the trees and and the colors and everything and they're so colorful beautiful movie uh just looks great on 4k um i love it it's it's a great movie man yeah i know it's so good i never watched that synapse blu-ray that i won from 22 shots i need to watch that maybe i shall all right after that we got do you like hitchcock um, which is I'm gonna be very brief on these because uh, we cover them on 22 shots. You will actually hear that episode before this episode is released, so that episode is out right now while you're listening to this. So check that out. But um, it, we had a special guest, Dave Z, making a long-awaited turn return to the podcast, and it was an awesome episode. All I gotta say is Miscuzi, Miscuzi. What? Yeah, you'll know. <laughs> I guarantee you laughed during that episode. That was funny. All right, good. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Do You Like Hitchcock, which is uh, uh, Dario Argento's third to last film, not counting the Masters of Horror stuff. And it is a... Do you know anything about this movie? No, I always wondered what, it, what the heck it was, because the title was so weird. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, it follows a uh, film fan who's writing a thesis on, on movies or something like that, and he is, uh, it's a TV movie by the way, but there is nudity and violence in it, so it's like, can't even tell. <laughs> um, he, goes, he, he goes to the local video store, but at this point in 2005, oh by the way, this is a Survive 05. Woo. Yeah, so... Man, I typed in Italian horror moves from 05 to kill two birds with one stone, and this did not come up. Nothing <laughs> came up. Yeah, this is a Survive 05, buddy, so definitely check it out. Um, Alright. So, it it follows... Um, uh, yeah, this guy goes to this video store. Now, the video store is like dvds now you know because 2005 so you it's so fun looking at all the dvds like i see like cradle to the grave and like kill bill and like all these like movies that just come out (laughs) uh and it's really cool but there's also other stuff like session nine um wait a minute session nine oh yeah that came out early right like 2001 2000 i believe oh okay at first i was like wait a minute didn't it come out like 2009 or something (laughs) yeah Um, 2000 but yeah, so that's cool. And there's like posters for Argento movies and like the birds and Psycho and stuff like that. Um, now, the title you might be wondering, okay, what is Do You Like Hitchcock? Well, it actually is in the film. Um, so first of all, this movie is like a mashup of a couple other Hitch- Hitchcock movies. It's Partial Rear Window, Partial Strangers on, on a Train and uh partial Dal m for murder there's a reference to psycho as well in there um and maybe a couple of other hitchcock films but it this guy uh starts noticing this girl that lives next to him also goes to this video store yeah she lives in like the apartment across the street and down so he can see her from his apartment and she uh becomes friends with this other girl 
and then uh, the mother of the girl is murdered, and he's sort of investigating and like spying, and thinks that the girl might be involved with her mother's death, uh, because in Strangers on a Train, which is what the two girls talk about, um, it, it has something to do with like I've never seen it, but I think it has something to do with two people meeting and like I'll kill your someone for you if you kill someone for me type thing. I see. I see. Yeah. So. Um, it's sort of like a bit of a giallo type thing after that, no. you know, uh, sort of a investi- like investigative thing. But but it's very um, akin to Rear Window because it's this this dude who um, is like watching the girl from his apartment, uh, and also he injures his leg at one point in the film and even references Rear Window. Cool. Yeah, I cool. I really liked it. Uh, it's not an amazing movie, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched, uh, as a bonus for Italian Horror Month, uh, this is not one of the main films we were covering, but I just wanted to check it out because I got the Blu-ray for Secret Satan, uh, Cannibal Apocalypse. Have you ever seen it? No, I don't really want to watch a movie that has titled like that. Why, buddy? I don't like cannibalism. Um, it's gross. Not, it's not really that much cannibalism. It's more like zombies, honestly. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, Cannibal Apocalypse from 1980. Uh, this movie has quickly become one of my favorite Italian horror films. It's, uh, not a giallo at all, buddy. Okay. <laughs> um, it is a... I got the Blu-ray from Kino. Um, so, yeah. It it it, op- it has John Saxon. He's the lead. Oh, cool. Yeah, you like John Saxon. Yeah. Did he die? Yes. Yeah, he died. He died oh. recently. R.I.P. Um, John Saxon. Uh, it opens up and it's set in Vietnam. Uh, but it's a really quick scene and um, basically uh, one there's a couple of POWs that John Saxon is trying to rescue and then one of them bites him and he wakes up from a nightmare from that that memory um, then he uh, gets a call from one of the people that he that was that he rescued and they have just got out of a mental hospital they've been in there since like Vietnam and John Saxon's like kind of worried about him uh, and then that guy goes to a movie and sees a movie and then bites a girl on the throat and then, like, runs out of the store and goes to, like, a thrift store and he, like, barricades himself in there with a shotgun and, like, is, like, killing people and it's, like, a police standoff so John Saxon goes tr- to try to, like, calm him down out of the thing, you know, like, talk him down. Mm-hmm. And then they basically, um are on the run and stuff like that but they're infected with some kind of infectious like cannibal disease or something it's essentially like an infected zombie film but they're not dead you know they're like can talk and are like regular but they have a thirst for flesh you know yeah um i think it's incredibly cool how they like tie in you know this is essentially ptsd this is people coming home from vietnam that have something wrong with them um i thought it was super neat you know I I love stuff like that. It's like right up my alley. Obviously, Jacob's Ladder is a great film. Death Train, great film. Uh, There's a handful of other ones that deal with that. But yeah, this is um, this is a really fun movie. I give it an eight out of ten. Nice. It doesn't sound too bad. 
yeah, I think you would actually like that one. Um, then I watched Giallo, which is the second to last Dario Argento film that we're covering next week. Um, this one stars Adrian Brody, who's like incredibly miscast. Uh, this was quite <laughs> controversial on 22 Shots, uh, very split, differing opinions. Um, but I will let you listen to that. I'll just say what it's about. It follows um, Adrian Brody, who is trying to track down a killer known as Yellow. Um, and he has sort of a liver disorder, so his skin is really yellow. Um, kind of like the Black Christmas remake. Jaundice. Or, I don't know if it would be... Whatever. Yeah, It could be. It, it's either that, yeah. or, like, they mentioned hepatitis in there, too, so it could be something like that. Uh, um, this movie looks like trash bags. What, Giallo? Yeah. Just the cover of it. Uh, well, there's multiple covers of it. <laughs> yeah, all the covers look like... No, the like one looks really good. The one with the, the yellow knives and the red knife. Oh, yeah, that one's good. I'm talking about the ones where their cases are on it. It just looks like a really bad... It looks oh, like a yeah. comedy. It looks like a crime thriller. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then... Honestly, this is it. I've only watched one other film. And it was Dracula 3D, which is the last Argento movie. Uh, which is essentially just a Dracula film, um, but in 3D. I will say this, it has some of the worst CGI in a movie of this caliber. I think it had like a $10 million budget or something like that. Like, I'm not joking, the CGI is atrocious. Um, but I also think that there are some... I th this is obviously Argento's most hated film. I think that is possibly wrong. Um, I actually don't think it's his worst film. There's just major issues with the, the 3D. But honestly, it looks better. Like, besides the um, CG, CG, like, if you just take all the CG scenes out of it, well, it would be boring because there'd be no kills and stuff like that, probably. But if you just look at the movie the outside of that, it's actually one of Argento's best-looking movies since, like, Stand Hall. Dang. Yeah, so it's kind of weird, man. But yeah, so check out 22 Shots. It was a great time talking about those three. And that's it for Argento. I've seen all... I've seen... Uh, if you count the Masters of Horror, I've seen 20 movies of his. Uh, the only one I've never seen is Two Evil Eyes. That's, a, that's the only film I haven't seen of his. That's a George Romero and Argento film. It's an anthology. Just two stories, though. Okay, I you gave me you gave me that one I think. Yeah. I didn't watch it yet. Because though. I meant to buy the three disker, and I was just gonna give you that one, and I the three disker went like super expensive, and I just haven't got it yet. So now I'm just waiting to see if they release it on 4K since it's Blue Underground. Well, I'm so sorry. I'll just give it back then. Okay. Oh. Um. All right. You're getting cold. Dude, I, come on, dude. I've been I'm getting good. cold for Christmas. I've been good this year. Have you? Yeah. I don't believe you. I've been outbursted in like a long time, I don't think. Okay, we'll see. Santa, <laughs> we'll see what Santa says. Oh. Alright. So it's my turn now? Uh, yep. Alright, I'm kind of bummed now, but okay. Um, alright, so you Jeez, start off. dude, how many do you have? What? You're taking forever. I just, I didn't even do that. I didn't even breathe yet. <laughs> That's it. You're getting cold. Dude, come on. You're trying to set me up. 
All right, start. I got to go get a drink. Go ahead. All right, dude. I'll just talk to myself like I always do. Okay. okay. So, first up, I watched It Lives Again, It's Alive 2. Or It's Alive 2, It Lives Again. Whatever you want to call it. Um, from 1978. Uh, I actually watched It's Alive, the first one, way back at the start of the year. Um, I got the box set from Derek, I think, for her last Christmas. Yes. Um, so, thank you to him. You know, the Screen Factory box set. That was pretty cool. Uh, and I watched the first one, and then, like, you know, just didn't get around to watching the sequel, so finally I had some free time here and decided I'm going to check out those two sequels, because I, I dig the first one. I think it's a fun film. And uh, It's a Alive 2, or It Lives Again, from 1978. Uh, basically, you know, it's following this new couple who, um, you know, they're pregnant, and uh, the lady's about to give birth, and the... Davis, uh, the father from the first movie, Mr. Davis, uh, comes around again and, uh, is trying to warn her, thinking, believing that, uh, you know, her baby's gonna come out all screwed up because his did, and, uh, he kind of tells the whole story of that to her, and he's kind of warning her, and she's like, no, 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 it's gonna be born normal, I swear, and then, of course, it's not born normal, and, uh, they kind of end up, like, in this, uh, facility trying to test what's going on with these mutated babies. Um, yeah, this movie was actually pretty fun, too. I liked it, I'd say, almost as much as the first one, and, uh, I thought it was cool. I didn't really hear anyone talk about these movies a whole lot, um, so I didn't know if the sequels were good or trash. I never really heard people's opinions on them, I feel, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I like how they get the father to come back from the first one into this movie, and, um, feels kind of a lot of the same stuff, but I'm fine with that because it's, uh, you know, just as fun. I like the whole mutated baby. I like the, I always like the look of the babies in these films. They're ridiculous, but, um, just the effects they do is really in intriguing to look at. Um, so it was a good time. I gave that like a 7 out of 10. And then right after that, I watched It's Alive Part 3. This one came out in 1987, um, aka Island of the Alive, I believe it's called, or Island of the Living. No, I think it's Island of the Alive. Um, yeah, this one is a little, you know, a little more off the wall. Basically, uh, there's like a whole courtroom type of thing going on where they're trying to say like, these babies are babies and they deserve to be treated as humans and given a chance, but it's like, people are like, they're bad and they're killing people and they're not good. So, uh, these babies are, these mutated babies are court ordered to go stay on this island and, um, this dude and a crew end up going to the island because they just think it's unjust and things kind of go from there. Uh, the movie is definitely a step down. It, it goes full on ridiculous with this one for sure. Um, not that the other ones weren't ridiculous, but this one's just... I mean, obviously, it's an island with these babies, so it's going to be a little bit more on the goofy side. Um, I enjoyed it still. I, I don't think it's great by any means, but... It, and it was a little bit... It was teetering on being a little bit too goofy for my liking, because I'm just not that into that type of stuff when it gets super outlandish. But it was still an alright film, honestly. I think uh, all the It's Alive movies are pretty fun, and I am happy to own that box set. So thank you again to Derek. Um... I gave It's Alive 3 a uh, 5, I think. 5 or 5.5. I think I gave it like a 5 out of 10. So, 
yeah that is that one and then after that we have a as per my survive 05 the beast of bray road um found this one on tubi been kind of just going through tubi to find these 05 movies and clicking whichever ones seem which interesting one, which one's this called the beast of bray road oh yeah is it a big it's like a not really bigfoot it's like it is like an urban legend film i guess it's based off a real urban legend of this beast that people reported seeing on this road but it's not like necessarily bigfoot it's kind of like a werewolf looking creature type thing but not quite but it's kind of the same in the same caliber um yeah but like i said it's about a beast that um is kind of lurking on this road and attacking people, pretty much mauling them, and uh, you have this crew of people trying to figure out what it is and capture it and stuff like that, and this is an asylum film, I will say, um, so, you know, those that company doesn't make the best of movies, but I thought it was a fun time, you know, it feels low budget, the, the thing that sucks is, like, it, I think it's a pretty creepy idea, creepy legends, and, uh, if they could have made the monster look better, it would have been great, but he, it just looks very cheesy and not that good and kind of laughable because it shows like close-ups of its face and it just not looks that great. So uh, for that, I, I didn't really care for that too much, but all in all, it wasn't bad. It was a basic like uh, monster or creature, Bigfoot, but werewolf type of film, and uh, it had some decent atmosphere. Um, not the best characters, kind of like throwaway characters, but it was okay. I gave this like a 5 out of 10 as well, I think. Um, maybe like a 5.5, somewhere around there. It was just alright. Um, then after that, as per my Italian horror month, hashtag Italian horror month, I watched Lady Frankenstein from 1971. And this is a move that I got in a five-pack of movies from Dollar Tree. It was called a cult classics collection. Uh, it had Lady Frankenstein, uh, Silent Night, Bloody Night, which was a 72 move, and uh, a movie called The Terror with, I think, uh, Jack Nicholson. I'm trying to think. There was... Yeah, it's a public movie. Yeah, okay. Um, then there was two... Uh, there was, like, oh, there was one of the... I think last Dracula, like Hammer Dracula films with Christopher the Lee. Dracula. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Then there was one other one on that set. I forget what it is, but kind of a cool set, honestly. Uh, kind of not bad movies by any means, I would say. Um, but Lady Frankenstein essentially uh, is about you have Dr. Frankenstein working on a monster. It's pretty much like Rank Frankenstein, but the thing with this one is his daughter comes to stay with him, and she kind of has this, like, sort of sadistic way about her, just, like, this personality. She's really intrigued by all the things her dad does and, like, death and stuff like that. And uh, he creates the monster. The monster comes to life and ends up, you know, going a little berserk. He kills the dad and runs off into the night. And so the daughter uh, decides, like, hey, I gotta do something about this. So she makes a monster, basically, to try to combat that one and defeat it and make everything right again. Um, so it's pretty much Frankenstein, but you have the daughter of Frankenstein, and she makes a monster, too. I thought it was actually pretty cool. Um, looks like a potato. The quality of it was very bad, but I kind of like that, too. It reminded me... It looks like a silent film. Like, that's how bad the quality of it is. Um, but I thought it was kind of 
cool in a way. It was like very atmospheric to watch it late at night in my room. And the look of Frankenstein, I dug it. I, it was uh, or the mon- Frankenstein's monster, whatever. Um, I thought he was creepy. Uh, and like I said, it's pretty much just like Frankenstein, except for there's like nudity and stuff like that. There's a scene where a lady gets thrown into the water that kind of mimics like the little girl being thrown into the water in the original movie, but it's like a full-grown woman and she's completely naked. So it's um, I thought that was kind of funny, but I enjoyed the move. I liked it quite a bit. I gave it a 7 out of 10. And then after that, and this is the last move that I watched, I watched The Cleansing Hour from 2020. Um, because I've seen people talk about this and I have not watched a lot of the Shudder 2020 movies, so I've been kind of scrolling through them and uh, I'm gonna start going through them because there's a ton on there. Uh, but The Cleansing Hour is pretty much about this group of people. Uh, you have this guy who is a supposed exorcist and um him and his crew do these live streams of them performing exorcisms on people but it's all staged like you know that right away it's um completely faked uh he's total phony and they just do it for entertainment purposes so it's like Uh, the the last exorcism yeah, actually, that's what it reminded uh, me of at first, the whole premise. Um, it's I'm fake, and it's just... If you don't comment on it. What? Nothing. I'm trying to give a review, buddy. I heard the burp, and I was trying to, like, block it out. Because <laughs> we're trying to be professional here. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, it did kind of... I got last exorcism, vi- exorcism vibes from it, for sure. Um, but... Because even that, like, it's kind of similar because it's like the dude's doing the exorcism. He um, has this one staged one, and the actress who was supposed to be. Can the... be light on the plot of this one? Because I want to check it out. All right, well, it's not. It's like a plot. Like, this is something you would read off IMDb. Like, it tells you all this stuff happens. Basically, it's an, it turns into, like, a real deal type of situation, and uh, everyone is trying to get out of it. And, uh, it was a pretty cool movie. I thought it was fun. Um, interesting idea, definitely. I, I like the whole idea of the whole web broadcast and it's, uh, being done live and all these pe- you see all these people kind of watching it happen. And, uh, I wouldn't say it was necessarily scary. I was hoping it would be creepy and scary, but it's not really like that. It's more so, um, kind of a fun movie. It has decent effects and stuff like that, but... I thought it was cool. It's definitely one that I would say watch for this year. So I gave it an 8 out of 10. And that is my moves. Oh, that's it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so, blind spot. Yes. My blind spot was my cousin Vinny, which I just got to say, you were incredibly misleading on this fan film. How? First, there's Danny DeVito isn't in this movie. I didn't say Danny DeVito was You him. said Danny DeVito this whole entire time. I said, no, you're stupid. It's not Danny DeVito. You're thinking of that movie Twins or something. No. You said yeah. Danny DeVito was in this. I've never said Danny DeVito was you in You said you'll like this. You like Danny DeVito. No, I, I didn't. Like what have you ever told me you like Danny DeVito for one I thing? never have. It's... That's why I don't understand why you said it. I, I didn't. Okay, dude. Um, second, you never told me Fred Gwynn plays a really good judge in this movie. I told you Fred Gwynn's in the movie, yes. And then two, you, or three, what am I on now? Five. Five. What? You didn't tell me that Ralph Macchio is in this movie. 
I did, yes. Uh, pretty much all this stuff you're saying has been documented on the pod in previous ups. Please and number 19, you never told me that Joe Pesci was in this. Buddy! What? I told you, you were mistaking Joe Pesci with Danny DeVito. Why would you tell me Danny DeVito then if it was Joe Pesci? I did Do you not know the difference? Anyway, so uh, this movie here... Oh, and by the way, it's a courtroom drama, which I like. Uh, so, it basically follows this character, Ralph Macchio, and his buddy. They're these Italian kids from New York, and they're passing through this uh, Alabama town. Is it Alabama? Oh, I don't know. I think so. It's it's one of those southern towns. Yeah. And uh, there's a murder that happens at a gas station they were just at. And uh, Ralph Macchio steals a can of tuna while he's in there. Um, so the police pull him over and they they take him to jail. And he, like, confesses to stealing the can of tuna. But it's, like, it's done in this really funny comedic way where, like, they're asking him questions that could both be answered by, you know, like, stealing the can of tuna or murdering somebody like they're vague enough to where the the same question could and answer could apply to it <laughs> and it's it's really funny because he's like you know i'm yeah, he's like yeah i did it and i'm sorry he's like you you did it and he's like yeah yeah you know i just wasn't thinking <laughs> you know yeah. uh, and it's really funny like i i love that part then they realize they're being booked for murder and they're all freaking out and they need a lawyer and stuff and he finds out that his cousin Vinny is a lawyer, and uh, his cousin Vinny comes down, and it's Joe Pesci, and he really is not a lawyer. Like he, I forget what the details are, but he basically isn't like a lawyer. You know, like he's he's he went he like started becoming a lawyer, but he's like not. I don't think he's like officially accredited or whatever. Yeah, I think he like went to school and then quit or something. Yeah. Um. And, you know, of course, he's Italian, and, and everybody keeps giving him a hard time in this town and stuff like that. And the, Fred Gwynn is, is so good as the judge. I, I love him. He's one of the highlights of the movie um, because he's this super stern judge, and, and Vinny is, like, this, like, New Yorker <laughs> and just fish out of water, fish out of water. Um, it's a good movie. I, I really liked it. It's definitely one of your better picks. Way, way better than The Wedding Singer. Well, buddy, I'm gl- I am glad that you liked it. I'm still hurt by the wedding singer, but I'm glad you like this. Um, there's so much. I I just love it. Like me and my mom always watch this one. A lot of these movies I like watched with my mother growing up. They're like it, nostalgic. And it wasn't way. that funny. I'll say that it wasn't that. Dude, funny. what? It's so funny. No, that no. part where he, that part where that owl keeps hooting and just goes out and shoots a gun into the air <laughs> and the owls just yeah that that's the funny. Tree. And then the part where. That part, the one part reminds me of like when you get annoyed at me whenever the wife's like, or the his girlfriend's like giving him a hard, or no, she like has those pictures she wants to show him and he's like, oh wow, you cracked the case, me in the shower, and he's like all irritated because like, she's like, so you're saying I'm a dick. Yeah, it's funny. And then what else? Oh, and then Fred's like the judge is funny. Another part that reminds me of you is when he's all like the two youths. And the judge is like, but two what? That reminds me of when you say something like somebody Dude, when you say no, something that, to Jeremy that part in the was comments funny or something. As hell because like, um, it, it's because Joe Pesci has already moved on past it, and he's like, "What did you say?" And he's like, he can't even remember what he said. That happens yeah. to me all the time. Where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? When? Like, uh, it's just, that that is played so awkward and great. But he's like the two youths. 
and he's like, what did you say? And he's like, the, uh, the two or something. And he's like, no, after that, he's like, he's like, Utes. And he's like, he's like, Utes. What is Utes? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Utes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part's funny, but um, I didn't think it was like overly funny. Like, it, there's not a lot of moments like that for me. Um, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not a laugh. At, it's not like super bad where it's in your face comedy. It's right. just kind of like. But I like the movie. But I always found so it hilarious. So I didn't really mind that there wasn't a joke every two minutes. Like I yeah, liked yeah. the story. It was fun. I liked. It. I was. I was genuinely curious to see how, uh, you know, freaking dude was gonna pull this off you know i wanted yeah. to know what was gonna happen yeah. you know what i'm saying right so uh sorry i keep, i'm like burping a lot right. yeah sorry. did you ever see legally blonde no that's it's like torturing drama too no you would hate that movie i don't even <laughs> like it that much i'm just saying uh anyway so what 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 uh what did you, what would you rate that move? Oh, that move. What would I rate that move? I would probably rate that move, uh, probably, um, probably like an 8 to an 8.5. Cool. I really dug it. I think it's a classic. I want to watch it again. <clears throat> um, I'm glad you liked it, buddy. I am good. So I guess I'll give my blind spot. Yeah. Okay, so my blind spot was Babe from 1995. Babe. This Babe. Babe. Uh, this... Big in the city. <laughs> Dude, I like I like typed it in. I was like, really, there was a Babe too? Yeah, Big in the city. What's that? Is that one stupid? It sounds really stupid. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh. 1998, that one was sent. Oh, I thought, I don't know. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, Babe, uh, yeah, it is pretty much a comedy drama about this little piglet who gets adopted by this farmer and taken back to his farm where there's a lot of other different animals. You know, you have dogs and you have ducks and, uh, sheep and whatnot. And the little pig, little piglet's, like, there and he's trying to find his way, you know, all the other animals like are a little annoyed by him at first you know he's a typical little piglet and then uh you know it's pretty much the whole movie he's trying to like fit in and stuff and there's a few mentions in the movie where it's like you're a pig and you don't really have much use and pretty much you are just here to get eight you're going to be killed and eight and the pig's like no and um but he pretty much starts learning to herd sheep and he is decent at it and uh that is how the move goes and there's a sad part in the movie which i expected but this movie ain't no charlotte's web i'll tell you that it was an okay move no i mean it's a it's a good movie i do like i don't know animal movies make me sad kind of but and pig movies make me sad too because i hate that like pigs just get like slaughtered and eaten my aunt and uncle had like pigs once and i know they like butchered them and it made me really sad it is pretty sad 
like it's depressing because it's like there's like it, these movies are depressing because there's like truth behind them like you know there's that animal saying like you're just a pig and like you're just here to get eaten and it's sad because it's like that's actually true like that's what people do to pigs um and then there's a yeah, there's a sad little part uh, with like an attack, and I thought it was rather upsetting. But then the movie does have a happy little ending, and uh, there's like, oh well, there's this one part that I was annoyed by because I thought it was really cute, where the piggy's like laying on the farmer and he's like petting him and like starts like singing the song to him real lightly, and it's like all like I almost teared up. And then all of a sudden the farmer gets up and starts dancing, and it's like really cringe. Um, but it is like a kids movie, so whatever, that's, I guess, to be expected. Um, See, I, I don't remember, like, I watched this back in, like, 2006, one time, and I, it was, like, the only one that I could, I was, like, struggling when I was making your list, I wanted to give you a kids movie, but you'd seen Land Before Time, right? I mean, I barely remember it, so you probably could have gave it to me since all your blind spots have been movies that you just saw and didn't remember. But yeah, I've seen... Oh, saw by the way, I've kids. seen parts of My Cousin Vinny for sure. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't think I've seen the whole movie, though. Like, what part? Just, like, the courtroom stuff when it was on. I remember, like, I've definitely seen that. Like, other... Probably, uh, probably where I've seen it was, like, my pap was watching it or somebody else or something. Fair but, enough. Yeah, I, mean, I, remember, one... I remember that part where the other lawyer was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. Yeah. That part. But that, that, that movie was on TV a lot, that's where I always watch it, so fair enough, it's hard to avoid. But yeah, babe, I, I give this like a 7 out of 10. What were you saying? You were trying to pick a, you were just trying to pick a movie that you knew I didn't see that was a kids movie? Um, uh, yeah. Why did you watch this in 2006? Um... I don't know. Oh, I think it was, like, free or something. I saw it, like, when I signed up for Voodoo, or... It oh. Like, it might have been a few years later. I don't remember. It was, like... Or when I first got my Blu-ray player or something, and, like, when you connected it to the internet. It was, like, 2009. Okay, I don't remember. Mm. I forget. It was on there. It was on Netflix or something. I don't remember, but I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is... This is all right. I feel. I feel. Yeah, it was an all right movie. It's just not something that I, like, feel like watching, really. Right. But I give it a 7. It's still a good movie. Right. So that shall do it for that. And I guess we shall talk about our event. Yeah, I... I hold up, wait. But I wanted to ask you. What? In my head, I remember it feeling like a, like a fairy tale or like a, a Tim Burton movie or something. Does it not have that feel? Am I misremembering it? I mean, I didn't really get like Tim Burton-y fairy tale feel. Um, like me personally, I didn't feel that way. To me, it just felt like another, felt like Charlotte's Web kind of type of thing. Like to me. Stop comparing Maybe. it to Charlotte's freaking. I'm sorry. There's a pig in that movie. I can't help it. No, I'm just saying it feels like it. Does, I wouldn't say. It, I I feel like you might be mix, mixing it up a little bit because it's. Well, I don't know, the farmer and his wife, there's some, when you see, like, the adults, it kind of feels like a little more fantasy, I feel, with just, like, their dialogue and their over-the-topness and uh, things like that, and like I said, the farmer does get up and do, like, a jig, it's really cringe, but, uh, 
<laughs> Dude, it even says in here, the farmer dances a jig for him, and I just said the word jig is a joke. But, uh... Okay. What, yeah. uh, what'd you give it? Seven. Okay. Alright, what else? Uh, that is it. For my blind spot. So we shall get into our Halloween night. Alright, so Halloween night. Uh, this year, so for those of you who don't know, we might have explained this before, but what do we do for Halloween? Alright, so what we do is, there are, we are a group of friends, and we are all assigned to pick a movie that shall impress the group. And it must be a movie that we have never seen before, and we assume, we hope, that they all have never seen before. And the goal is to just pick a movie that's gonna, you know, play well to the group and be a good movie and be something, like, a little bit unique, you know, not, like, you don't want to play Halloween 78, that's boring. Like, it's got to be a little bit unique and uh, just kind of a hit with the group and something they've never seen before. So uh, we each pick one, you, me, uh, this year Austin did, uh, our friend Matt unfortunately couldn't make it this year because of work, but he usually would participate if he could have. Um, so in total it was just like us three, we each picked a movie. And then we also have a movie that we start out with, which is a classic film, so it could be like Child's Play, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and uh, anything like that that's old and we're all well aware of. Um, and then the last movie that we watch is a brand new movie. So from the year 2020, we would pick a movie. And that was kind of hard this year, but we I think it came around. We luckily found a movie that uh, had just come out that was a good one to watch. So in total, you have five moves. And we all present our move. And then at the end, we decide which one we thought was the best. And we did, we invited other friends to this as well who didn't, like, participate in the movie picking just to, you know, make it more fun, more of a party-type setting, but, yeah. So we started, I think we started at, like, one, or we started at, like, two, I think I went, and... Yeah, it went by super like smooth, one. though. Like, it didn't drag at all, it felt, it felt good. I, I think I only got tired at one point, it was on, it was, I think it was on... Uzumaki. I started getting sleepy feeling, but then we got new, get more guests came, so it was good. Anyway, uh, we started with what? Children of the Corn, 1984. Right, 1984, Children of the Corn. Um, this was a absolute classic that I love. I thought it was a great opener. I did too. Um, I always think of, like I always think like, oh, that's not one of my favorites. But every time I watch it, I enjoy it a lot. It's just not one that I always rewatched or anything. I didn't really watch it growing up too much, so it's like not really that nostalgic for me. But it's a really good movie, and I think it's a great one to watch with friends. And it was a great setting, like that sort of middle of the nowhere setting. I think is good for Halloween vibes. So that was definitely fun. And then after that was whose pick was it your pick no it was Austin's pick or Austin went first yeah so this was a little bit of a mistake um Austin originally picked WNUF Halloween special but then he realized I watched it like a week out (laughs) because we did it on 22 shots 
and he uh had to scramble and find something on shutter because he didn't know if he'd get it in the mail in time if he had ordered something so he went with effects now um he did pick he made a good pick mm-hmm. um but he just didn't I, I didn't know that until later because his pick was actually a smart pick but he didn't tell us anything i don't even know if he knows uh when i was recording 22 shots dave told me that movie was just released like back in 2012 or something really yeah like it was it was like considered like a lost film or something like that wow or like it just never got a release like it was made in the late 70s or whatever and just i think it came out in like like small festivals or something like that but i don't what? think it was yeah i was I was just gonna say I was wondering like why I'd never heard of it even because you know it has Tom Savini it's got all these Pittsburgh people Joe Plato is that his name um, oh sorry it was filmed in 1978 but wasn't released until October 2005 <laughs> it's crazy. a 2005, 2005 move, move. <laughs> no. wait does that count no uh but yeah that's pretty cool I'll have to tell Austin, because it was a good pick. Um, the movie, I feel like, you know, didn't play super well with an audience, because it's one of those movies where, like, not a lot feels like it's happening, but I was kind of into it, honestly, like, from the start, and I like Joe Pilato and, you know, Tom Savini, and I like the whole Pittsburgh setting, you know, they're all wearing, like, Steelers shirts, and uh, there's mentions of Pittsburgh, and, like, you know, mentions of Night of the Living Dead, and things like that, so I thought that was interesting, and the plot was pretty cool. Um, that's one I would like to go back and rewatch by myself. Well, it it, it also, does have a Blu-ray from AGFA, which is the American Film, uh, or American Genre Film Association, which uh, is the same company that released Mc, the McPherson tapes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they put out a lot of cool, like, lost stuff. Like, they put, they're the ones that put out Scary Movie from 91, too. Mm-hmm. As well as Wicked World, which Dave hated, but... But, yeah, I thought the movie was cool. Did you like the movie? Yeah, it was okay. I didn't love it, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, like I feel like I, I feel like my rating could probably go up on it if it, I rewatched it. It just didn't then. play well in a, with a group. That's one if yeah. I watched by myself, I would have much liked more. Yeah, it even had like it was clearly filmed like in the fall time, maybe like November, so it had that cool feel to it because there was like leaves all over the floor, all, all over the ground. <laughs> um, Um, After that uh, was my pick, and this year I decided to go with something that, because like the whole point of this is to try to pick something that's gonna like, I say it all the time. You want to basically pick the greatest movie ever that nobody's seen. You're never gonna hit that mark, but where you land while shooting for that mark is what matters. So you go for the best movie the funniest movie, the goriest movie, the, like, most impressive, the most obscure, like, all that stuff, but, you know, where you land is, is gonna be probably far away from there, uh, the first couple years, I, I tried to go with something, like, serious that was just gonna be, blow us away, Mm -hmm. and it never has, so this year, I decided to go with something that was just ridiculous, and when this got announced last year, Jeremy actually seen the world premiere of this, 
I knew that this was going to be my pick way back then, um, when it came to disc, and it is Tammy and the T-Rex, the gore cut. So this movie was released as a, I think, PG-13 film back in the 90s, came out in 1993. Um, Essentially, and and this is like right up this thing's out, this marathon's alley. So so was effects, we just didn't realize it, (laughs) you know, because I don't know if Austin did any research on that or not. No, I don't think he did. But he didn't say anything. Because it wasn't until afterwards where I was like, wow, this is making me appreciate that pick way more. Um, I don't know if Austin listens to the, the show or not. Mm. Um, yeah, but Tanny, it was Tanny in the T-Rex originally. T-N-A. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but this movie was pretty much created because a dude owned a, a T-Rex animatronic. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, hey i have this t-rex like we need to make a movie with it or something like he didn't know what to do with it so he made a movie with it (laughs) and they just wrote the movie um yeah and it was a pg-13 film uh and it came out it was it was uh literally a pg-13 film and they they uh cut out all the gore they made like a horror film and cut it to a pg-13 and then released it and years and years and years later uh, the footage for the gore version still exists. Sars Denise Richards, as well as Paul Walker. And good old Vin Sin put it out on freaking 4K. <laughs> it was fun, man. It played well with the group. It really did. Yeah, it was funny. Like, it was just that freaking T-Rex walking around and that part where he goes to dial that phone number with his little hands. It's very funny. Yep. I it was a it fun was cool. I thought it was cool. It, it and it was very, it was super gory. Yeah, really gory. Really fun. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 1994, technically. And it um, had uh, John Franklin. John Franklin. And we didn't even plan that. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. Oh my god, and it has freaking George Buckflower in it. Who that? <laughs> Who's George Buckflower? Yes, who is that? He's an actor. Okay, from what? I don't know. Oh. So it was a joke. No, it's not a joke. What am, what, why'd you bring it up then? Because he's in everything that I watch. And I, oh. <laughs> like, okay. I know who he is, but, like, I never notice him in the movies. And I only know who he is because, um, like, you know how, like, Letterboxd has the, uh, the, uh, pay edition where you can pay for it yeah okay well on the pay edition of freaking letterboxd the uh the um how do you say it the uh stats stuff right yeah well on the pay edition freaking george buck flower was my most watched film and my most watched actor, like on, out of, if you take all my films that I've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Letterboxd is being right now. Um, if you take all the movies I've seen, you can see who you've watched. All the movies I've ever logged, you can see who is the most watched film 
person, the most watched actor that you've seen, right? And for, like, last year, my number one was George Buck Flower with 18 films, and Tom Savini was at 18, and Tony Todd was at 18, and Lance Henriksen was at 19, and... I, or, or 18. Tony Todd was at 18. Lance Henriksen was at 18. Tom Savini was at 18. George Buckflower was at 18. Kane Hodder, 18. Lynn Shea, 18. And then through the course of this year, I managed to put Tony Todd to 19 and Lance Henriksen to 19. And George Buckflower was at 18. Now George Buckflower is going to be tied for number one again. <laughs> I'm just sick of. I'm like, why is my favorite, my most watched actor of all time? Or, you know, since I've been logging films, which is 2011, George Buck Flower. I don't even know who it is. You know? Say that stupid name. Like, <laughs> what, which one doesn't belong? Bill Mosley, Linnea Quigley, Brad Durham, Lynn Shea, Robert England, Kane Hodder, Tom Savini, Lance George Henderson, Buck Flower. Tony Todd, George Buck Flower. <laughs> like, it's so weird. <laughs> that is weird. That is weird. Here's a list of movies I've seen with George Buckflower. Puppet Master of the Legacy. Wishmaster. Oh, uh, I... Of course. What? They're all, like, movies that, of course, you wouldn't know which actor he is. Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Body Bags. Warlock the Armageddon. Waxwork 2. 976 Evil 2. Puppet Master 2. Sorority Babes in the Slime Bolarama. Back to the freaking future. The Fog. <laughs> Ilsa Keeper of the Oil Sheiks. Ilsa Harm, Keeper of the Oil Sheets, uh, The Witch Who Came from the Sea, and Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS. Yeah, see, he's probably, like, a background character in every <sighs> single one of those movies. Like, that's, like, Derek level. That's, like, when Derek's like, oh, you know who so-and-so is. He played the janitor in freaking Howling 6, and he played the mm-hmm. principal in Scream 4. Like, I don't know, just, like... always just kind of that background guy that you would never think like oh yeah that's him yeah it's it's just funny because like (laughs) out of all those people it's like that's that's the stupid it's just like george buck flower yeah my most watched movie is jaws damn jaws basket case scream and children of the corn all with six times jeez Yep. Um, and then, of course, my most watched director was Wes Craven with 18 films. It will now be Dario Argento after I log these next three. Cool. Very cool, but, buddy. Yeah, very cool to see all the stats. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my total films, 2,124. Jeez. Yeah, pretty A lot of Yeah, pretty crazy. And if you count rewatches, 2,620 movies I've watched since 2011. That I've logged. <laughs> yeah. There's been a, definitely a couple misses. Yeah. That I haven't logged. Anyway, continuing along, we both enjoyed Tammy and the T-Rex and the Gore Cut. Uh, and then we moved on to your pick. Yeah, I picked Uzumaki, a.k.a. Spiral, from 2000. Um, I just thought it had... A weird sounding premise basically about this town that gets like possessed or you know overtaken by the spiral obsession with just seeing spirals whether it be like in your hair or a snail 
or like in your soup or just all this weird spirally crap that's what they become obsessed with but i think it completely failed and i was sad it didn't fail um i think that you i thought i was it was a surprising pick from you because it just didn't seem like something you would be interested in like a japanese weirdo movie that doesn't like, seem like something you would pick buddy i like japanese movies i don't know buddy i don't think um, japanese maybe you should try another tactic next year and pick a good move that is a good move <laughs> no i mean like but you didn't pick that because you thought it was going to be a great movie did you I thought it was going to be like a cool, unique one. It wasn't it what was I was like cool, wanted. It was a cool, unique one. It, well, it didn't play it. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like creepy and like disturbed. Well, that, that's I what know. I told said on 22 Shots. I said it after I told him that I made all the food myself, I told him that... What? <laughs> Buddy. Um, I, I told him that it didn't really... Dude, I made like a million cookies with no one ate. I told him that it didn't play well. Um, I said that, you know, I, I was like afterwards i liked it more like when i was thinking about it was actually pretty cool like it was it was a neat weird movie like especially with like all the snail people and like the it was just weird and like all the hair stuff i really liked it but it just is it didn't play well enough for an audience what did they did they like the movie or did they not yeah i think everybody thought it's a pretty cool movie i think it's good and i normally don't like those weirdo japanese stuff but um it just didn't play well you know like hollow gate but you can't dude you've done better than everybody you had hollow gate which was a big hit and you had patrick still lives which was a big hit and honestly even the one i gave you most shit for massacre at century or massacre at what is it called memorial valley massacre. memorial valley so massacre was pretty entertaining as well yeah i am a hit you can't win them all but I, I definitely think this was your least popular pick out of all the ones you picked. I tried. Doesn't it make you want to go really hard next year? No, buddy. It makes me feel like a failure because it's like I feel like I try. I picked all these goofy movies that you're saying are hits now all of a sudden, and everyone gives me shit for them. And then I was like, this year I'm gonna pick a really serious like I'm gonna really take this seriously, and I did. And you're all mad. <laughs> all right, but yeah, then we moved on to the headliner. By the way, we had different people showing up throughout this thing. Um, Austin, me, you were there the whole time. Uh, then we had, you know, Andrew and his girlfriend show up. And then we had uh, our friend Stephanie and her boyfriend show up. And then we had uh, Carly's friend Kaylee show up. But um, it was a good turnout. Like, we made a bunch of different foods and stuff like that. I was very happy with the amount that was ate. You know, I didn't feel like we made over too much. And it was it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Uh, so, the final film we went with, we didn't really know what to pick. Like, first we were going to do Antebellum, and then we heard that it wasn't that good, and then we were going to pick The Craft, then we heard it wasn't that good, not surprising, and then we picked, uh, we were going to pick, wasn't there another one? Um, I don't think so. I think that was it. Okay. Um, so we ended up going with The Spell. Or, no, it's just spell. I keep saying the, but it's just spell. Yeah. Spell. Um, and this is one that we almost saw in the theater. Yes. We were, it, we were going back and forth on seeing this one or come play last week, so it was cool. We got to watch it on, uh, what was it, Amazon. We rented it off of there. Yeah, you paid for it. Uh-huh. Against my will. Um, 
So, yeah, pretty cool movie. Uh, this one, you know, it was about uh, what the guy's dad dies, and so the family takes a plane. Yeah, it's, you know. where's it at? Like Virginia or something? Oh God, I don't remember. It's it's like West Virginia, Virginia. They're flying through and they get in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And the dude wakes up in this like old black woman's house, and she does some like voodoo stuff. Yes, and it it has some disturbing and gross moments in it, I must say. Yeah, my only issue with it was I just didn't think that it, a lot of the stuff made sense. Like, I didn't understand like that gross moment that happens that made everybody cringe. Although it played really well, I just didn't understand why you know, like, why the character did the stuff he did, so, that was the only problem I had, and then, I just, I I don't know, I just didn't buy some of it, because he didn't want what, 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 what'd you say you cut out, no, you cut out, what'd you say you cut out, no, you cut out, you cut out, what, you cut out, I didn't say anything, I said what to you, no, you said something before that, though, okay, whatever, I was saying that I think it's because he, there was a line said, and it would have made him get caught if he didn't do what he did. There literally is a line because even because when that scene happened, my friend had showed up and I told you guys to pause it and then you rewound it. And when you rewound it, I was like, "Oh, that's why he's doing that." Because I heard the line. It was literally a direct line saying like, "Oh, we better check his blah blah blah, see if it's still blah blah blah." I do say that. If you say so. This is why you give this movie a lower score than me. (laughs) That one scene. Um, No, there was some other stuff too that I just thought it was questionable character motivation decisions. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I can't remember the movie all that much, honestly. It was like it was like sensory overload at that point. But no, I thought it was I thought it was a really good movie, and it and it did play well in front of the group. Everybody was into it. Like, nobody was looking at their phones and stuff. Like, everybody was watching the movie. Yeah, it was probably the best movie of that. Well, I mean, Children of the Corn was great, too, of course. But, um... Yeah, I think we voted this one the best. But in terms of the picks, I think mine won. Yeah, buddy, it did. Yeah. You did good. Thank you. I actually have a great pick lined up for next year already. Really? Yep. I'm really good. Like, I really have, like... Every year when I do this, I have like seven movies I want to pick. I don't. I, I know you guys struggle while I have too many. <laughs> like I just, uh, I, I feel like because I'm always thinking like you probably watched them all or something. I don't know. Well, honestly, like my letterbox is a very good indication of if I've seen it. I mean, I've been logging films since 2011. All right, buddy. I shall check next time. All right, so. Yeah, I gave that one a seven and a half out of ten. I gave it an eight and a half. Woof. What do you mean woof? <laughs> I hate that. I hate that noise you do. Woof. Are you a dog? <laughs> woof. Woof. <laughs> I just hate Is that it. it? Do we have more? No. Well. Oh well, we what we had an encore this year. I've always thought I've already planned on calling it this since we started this. An encore, but we never did it before. I don't think. Uh, which was the sixth film. We went with Slumber Party Massacre because I wanted to see some boobs. You're stupid, dude. I 
See, I didn't really pay attention to it that much, and I wish I did, because I thought it was a fun move, it looked like. You've but... seen it before, right? No. What? I've never seen the movie, that's what I'm saying. Wait, didn't we watch this in the drive-in before? Slumber Party Massacre? Yeah. No. Which drive-in? When? Uh, was it... What? <laughs> we never saw them, we never saw it. No? No! I could have sworn I seen this in the drive-in or the buddy, theater. Don't make me look dumb. No, we never saw this, buddy, I swear. Maybe it was like playing at the drive-in and we didn't like watch it. We didn't make it to that move or something. Or we didn't go that night. We didn't watch it! You're confusing it with another movie. I, don't know, I just buddy. don't. I don't yeah! Know. You're thinking of Texas. I'm thinking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, buddy. <laughs> Why would I be thinking of Texas? Because of Massacre. I promise I've never seen this movie. Why did I watch it then? I watched it recently. Um. Well, we definitely didn't see it recently. So you're thinking we saw it. Like, Are you trying to look up all the drive-in events or something right now? Cause yeah, we definitely... I'm looking up... I think you promised we never saw this move. But it was... Okay, um, yeah, you're right. I lied on 22 shots. I'm going to have to delete my channel. Are you serious, dude? Yeah, I said that we've seen this in the in the theater before, the drive-in before. Because they're like... I think they asked if you, you watched it before. Ah, uh, I hate when you tell things about me that aren't true <laughs> on the pod and I can't jump in and interject. I need to... You should let me like be on Skype when you guys are doing your show and just sit there, and if you say something incorrect, I can jump in and say, well, actually, no, this is what happened. Yeah, well, um, okay, so, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, you know, it's a good movie. It's, it's, it's a slasher directed by feminist. I gave, like, a, I, I'm pretty good at emceeing these events, because I gave a little backstory on the movie and stuff like that with, uh, um, the director being a feminist and working with Roger Corman and, and putting out this movie, which a lot of people thought was, you know, like people like Siskel and Ebert who say like these movies are women in danger, like, uh, like, uh, chauvinistic, like, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Hick. Yeah, like that sexist. and like sexist and there's another word. It starts with an M or something, I don't remember. I forget, but you know, they say they're, they're, they're those type of movies. Um, and the, um, you know, she, she kind of, you know, made the movie with the killer having the phallic drill and stuff like that. I thought, you know, it's pretty cool. And But I love the cover, it's awesome. I think it's a cool movie. It's There's some funny comedy beats in there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, like, I was, like, kind of not paying that much attention to it. Who's sworn you've seen this before? No, buddy. I want to go back and watch it, though, now. Um, yeah, so we watched that, and then, like, for a little while, then we kind of just, like, hung out, and we put on that documentary on Shudder for a little bit. That, I forget what it's called. History of Horror? No. Not History of Horror. The, that one that was, like, really long. Um, it's... Um, Eli Roth's History of Horror. 
That is what it is? Okay. I think so. Oh, no. You, no. No. No, the one we uh, watched. We put on In Search of Darkness. Yeah. That. Which I want to finish watching. It's like four hours, but I was in yeah. it. Yeah, I was too. I like that. So we put that on until the end, and then everyone was tired. So that was it. That was the night. And then I ate, ate leftover uh, pizza bagel bites with ghosts on them the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I think that this year's lineup wasn't as good as past years. Yeah, it wasn't. But I still had a lot of fun. You know, every year can't be a slam dunk, but it was still really fun at the end of the day, and I look forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, that's our Halloween. Um, Next year, uh, uh, next week, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do. Um, But... I think we should probably get back onto the 2020 movies. Yeah. Because I need to, I need every excuse to watch 2020 movies at this point. So, um, we're, I, we might even be a little bit more selective and not pick stuff that just comes out each week because I actually want to start getting to some of these good movies. So, um, oh, you know what? I already picked what we're going to do. What? We are going to do the new, uh, Brian Barquino or whatever the hell is The Dark and the Wicked, which Jeremy just watched it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's called The Dark and the Wicked, and it is the guy who made The Strangers, Mockingbird, and The Monster. All right. So, yeah, we'll do that next next uh, week. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, I think it's available to rent on Amazon. All right. Cool. I shall right. rent it. With that said, we will see you guys next time with another one. Peace out. Peace.